Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm your host today and I have my fellow nerd, my fellow hobbit with me, Mark. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? And believe it or not, after five years of podcasting, <laughs> this is our fifth year. We had our fifth year anniversary just a few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago. And this is the first time we were in the same room, sitting down at the microphone at the same table, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's crazy, right? We see each other all the time. Yeah. We go to family events, right? We're brother-in-laws. We Comic-cons. But we, we never really have podcast together yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, we live. A, I live just over an hour away, so yeah. it's kind of a distance, but uh, yeah. came up here today, so it's yeah. nice. Yeah. So hopefully it goes well, then we can do it again at some point. Yeah. But, yeah. So we're here to talk about uh, the Rings of Power. This, this episode will be. We've been watching the... The last few episodes, um, I think right now, they just released chapter five, and we'll be talking up through chapter four, kind of do like a four episode review type thing of what we think so far, if we're Mm -hmm. liking it, what we think could be different, if anything, all that good stuff. So we are big Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, We saw the original, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, all in theaters. We we own the, the videos, we own the extended version, we've seen them. We've seen The Hobbits, that trilogy. Uh, we've done a podcast review on The Hobbits, each episode of The Hobbits. So if you haven't listened to those, those are audio only, but you can find them on our podcast channel or on our website. So go check those out. Uh, so we're, we've read the books. We've read The Cimmerillion, some of the other books. So we feel like we're pretty knowledgeable about uh, Middle Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So here comes Rings of Power by Amazon Prime. <laughs> who, who has a track record of staying to the stories. Yeah, so. yeah. I was super excited to know that they were doing this. <laughs> no, but I was I was excited to, oh yeah, Lord of the Rings, uh, Second Age, all that stuff, right? So I was looking forward to it. And they debuted it. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. And I've watched the first four episodes. And overall, I feel like uh, there's a lot of good things about this show. And we're going to talk about the good things is what we do. But we also talk about things we don't like or things where it's fallen short. Give fair criticism. You know, we're not just going to say, oh, it sucks and not give a reason why. <laughs> you know, we might say that, but we will try to make our case if, if need be. So that's what we're going to do. So, so far, we, we get the introduction. Uh, first off, it starts in the second age, right? Or no, it starts in the first age. The very first couple scenes. Oh, yeah. With uh, Galadriel, who's a little kid with her brothers. We get to see Valinor, right? Uh, they're in Valinor hanging out. It's nice and pretty and paradisical. We see the two trees. Uh, yep. That was one of the first sources of light in Middle Earth. Yeah, pre-sun. Yeah. Right? If you read, read history, it's pre-sun. Um, amazing trees. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a really cool visual yeah. to see right because we they talk about it and if you if you read the stories more than the main ones you kind of hear more about it so it was cool to see them yeah great visual uh, mm-hmm. one was gold one was silver or a little bit goldish but uh but that didn't last very long it was just a quick glimpse uh, but it was good to see i'm glad mm-hmm. they kind of referenced that for us and then they moved the story forward to when the elves go fight morgoth in middle earth mm-hmm. and uh, We've got the whole backstory there, but we won't cover. But uh, it starts. that's basically where the story starts. Morgoth's defeated. Uh, Galadriel's brother is killed. And then she starts this quest to track down Sauron, um, who's the 
first lieutenant of Morgoth. And I, I believe Morgoth is killed at this point, right? And it's just Sauron they're trying to track down, to, you know, get rid yeah. of him. Yep, yep. So that's then that's kind of what happened in the first stage, yeah. right? Um, and then, yeah, they they defeat him and then they they stay there was a splitting among elves right there's ones that stayed in the west and then there was ones that moved um is it Feynor that they followed i can't remember yeah his i name. believe so yeah so they followed him and they were like oh you know the gods can't protect us we have to go protect ourselves we're gonna go to war so there's kind of a split mm-hmm. uh, a lot of elves went to middle earth or you know the to the east and a lot of them stayed to the west mm-hmm. yeah and I kind of hope we get to see that at some point, at least some of the stories. Maybe some flashbacks or just a whole new series. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be cool. A lot of great moments in the history of the Middle-earth um, races and stuff. But their focus on Galadriel. Um, she's the main character in this series, at least up to this point. And uh, she is tracking down Sauron. She, goes, she has this troop that she's leading, and they're trying to track him down. They go to the... The furthest north you can go, and it's super cold, and they finally find a, a laboratory or a something that you know where Sauron was, and it was. I thought it was kind of odd how the snow falls on the table and it reveals the symbol of Sauron. I thought that's pretty happens like oh it just happened and we found it instead of you know a discovery that, mm-hmm. that, that they did. But they the one of the key things so far in the first few episodes is there's this symbol of Sauron. And it's like a, a U shape with a like a pitchfork type thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So she finds that oh, Sauron's here. We got to keep going, but the other elves don't want to, so they end up turning back and go back to the elven lands in the west. I can't remember the name of it offhand right now, but their main city, like it's not Valinor, it's something else where Gilgalad is and Elrond. Oh, I don't remember either. Yeah. Dang it. That's such an obscure history too, yeah. right? You know, like you, you read it, but it's, it's not part of the main story. Yeah. And they just throw so many names out at first. But uh, so they go there. They meet up with Gilgalad and uh, Elrond. And I loved this meeting between uh, Galadriel and, and Elrond, this first meeting that we get. Uh, they, they're old friends at this point. They know each other. Uh, but I thought Gilgalad, he's, he's the high king, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought he was her like nephew or something. Oh, so it's kind of different. So, and this is what I found weird. I cool. It, it was a cool reunion, right? To see those two together, to see they've known each other a long time. Right. Galadriel uh, is like a thousand years older than right. him. We don't really know exactly how old because um, Tolkien changed the timeline mm. um, for how how long. Uh, Galadriel's in Valinor before she left. Uh, at first he said, you know, for every year, it's seven years out there. And then he changed it to like hundred and something years. So we don't really know. Mm. So she's somewhere between like 1500 years to 3,800 years right now. So she's pretty old. She's been around yeah. quite a while. Um, and he, he was born in the first age, you know, like late in the first age, I think, or early in the second age, something like that. Uh, the one weird thing I had is almost like, for him, like a romantic meeting, right? Like, yeah. oh, here's a friend who I have an affection for, yeah. and she has an affection for me more than just like friendship, you know, mm-hmm. or or family. And so, but and the reason that's weird to me is because he actually marries Galadriel's niece, I believe, or daughter, 
marries a, his, his her daughter. Mm. So kind of weird, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't see is it Celeborn? We don't see him yeah. yet, you know. Yeah. And technically, I believe they're already married. I think so. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah so, at this point, they are. Yeah. So we don't see him, and so it was kind of a weird reunion because I'm like, this is a little awkward if you're talking to your mother-in-law this way you know yeah. and kind of having this thing and and then you betray her right you can just go home to your wife and be like hey what's up i try, sent your mom away you know yeah. what i mean yeah. uh so um but i don't know gil gilgalad's relationship to yeah. galadriel i know that they're both they both come from pretty revered families mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're related, like okay. where that relationship. Yeah, lies. I thought there was something there, but she's definitely older than him. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. And, you know, another thing that's weird to me is the passage of time. A lot of people have come out and said, uh, "Oh, we don't like how how young she looks." You know, like you know, it, you know, she's supposed to look the same, and blah blah blah. She shouldn't look that young. It's like, what, you think elves are just born adults? Mm-hmm. They've got to age, and yeah. they probably, if they've got these long lives, they might age a lot different than us. You know, there, there is going to be a younger version of them, and maybe they sit in their teens for 500 years, yeah. and then they sit in early adulthood for 1,000. We don't know. Yeah. I've never met an elf. I don't know how freaking <laughs> they age, but yeah. what I do know is, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I, obviously, there's a difference there because it's a different actor, but... They looked pretty similar. Like I had no problem buying into. Oh yeah, that's that's a Galadriel when she's younger. Yeah, yeah because I mean, we gotta think. You know, when when we see them in Lord of the Rings, that's like another three thousand years at least. Yeah. Yeah. So a long time passes by. It, yeah. They're not gonna look the same. Yeah. So, but she was subservient to Gilgalad, like in the sense she was a little saucy with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's the explanation for you know she's older. But um, she kind of took, like, okay, I got to go back to the West, so I guess I got to go. She didn't really put up a fight, so I thought that was odd. But um, so for their reward um, of searching out Sauron and finding something about him, he sends them, her and her company, back to the West to go live in Valinor with the rest of the the, the elves. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the story starts. Like, that was a good intro. Uh, kind of get the basis for what her mission is for, throughout this series, what she, her goals are. Uh, and they send them back and on the boat. And just before they're about to pass into the west, she jumps ship and swims. <laughs> I thought this was dumb. but She starts to swim back to Middle Earth. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm, I got to go back to, to the mainland and I'll just swim. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense in a way, right? If you are going to abandon ship, you're in the middle of the ocean, yeah. right? You got to do something. But it's like swimming from Japan to California. Or something. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, less elves are amazing swimmers. They must yeah. be, right? I yeah. mean, I thought that was odd, but yeah. So, what do you think about up to this point? We got some some cool visuals. At least I thought so. Got an idea who Galadriel is, her personality, all that stuff. So, up to this point, what do you what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking we don't really know who Galadriel is and it's fine. Like Mm -hmm. we know she went out West with her family who were fighting in the second age. It makes sense. She's a warrior, right? Uh, That that's been a big online thing. Like, Oh, she's not a warrior. You know, she's like magic and whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. But 
at some point she was a warrior, right? Yeah. She went and fought. Uh, she had to know to fight, how to fight. She's been alive for thousands and thousands of years, and she lived in a in a society who went out west who was in constant war. Mm-hmm. So she knows what she's about. Um, I liked it. A really cool introduction, I thought, right? I mean, like you, you jumped in the water. I was like, oh, now what? <laughs> yeah. I jumped off. I'm going to drown now. Yeah. Have a good day. And so, but... Uh, really cool introduction like it it grasped me i remember watching it i was just like oh man this is awesome i'm I'm gonna watch this so um because i didn't watch it the week it came out i think it was a couple weeks later when Mm -hmm. i saw the first one Mm -hmm. so you'd seen some stuff already like people complaining and yeah right and and you you worry about that you know Mm -hmm. you see all this there's tons of news where it's just like oh the critics loved it and the the fans fans hated it hated it i'm like what the heck and i watched it i'm like I, I don't know if that's true. It feels like there's a lot of satire out there about about it. And I'm sure there is, right? Because there's this huge, you know, Lord of the Rings versus um, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? Released around the same time. They're great competitors. And I keep seeing nonstop, Game of Thrones is failing. No, Lord of the Rings yeah. is failing. So <laughs> there's a lot of satire out there. So don't don't listen to that. Yeah. Watch it. Just watch it. Watch it and judge for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's always been our motto, right? Like, there could be this great movie and you're not watching it because... Uh, Rotten Tomato says it has a bad score. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought it was great up to this point as well. Um, as far as did we meet the the Horfoots at, at this point in time? Harfoot. I, I can't remember. No, I think it was after, right? After because then it just kind of showed them like there was those people like hunting or something and yeah, walked through them. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so I think it was like right after this intro we saw yeah. the Harfoots. Yeah, so we're introduced to the the Harfoots, and it's this uh, group. I don't even know if they're a race. They just seem to be this group of maybe 100 or so mm-hmm. families, and they live in these wagons, and they just go around, travel from place to place, and they are small and have hairy feet, <laughs> and they talk funny. What do you think of them? They're hobbits, man. Like, come on. Like, I see so much stuff online. Like, they're not hobbits. It's like, they're hobbits. There's no way. I mean, they're the precursor to the hobbits we right, know. Right. They're super small. I mean, they love nature, right? They, they are one. I, I don't know what, maybe they're golems people. I, I don't know, right? But they're close yeah. enough to a hobbit. And the one had, I think it was the one had uh, the last name, like something, something, oh, yeah. Buckleberry Harfoot. Yeah, or something, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And it was like, oh, that's a direct name from the other one. Yeah. Like, it makes sense that at some point there was a split. Someone found the Shire, or maybe they all go find the Shire. And I remember um, in the original one, right, when he's all talking, when Bilbo's talking, and he's like, you know, Boffins, Biffins, you know, mm-hmm. naming it. And he's like, Harfoots. And the guy's like, Harfeet or something. Yeah. Like, so it's <laughs> like, Proud Feet. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Proud it's feet, very proud similar. Feet. So it's. They're freaking hobbits, okay? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to say But it was cool. I liked them, right? They're a little bit more mystical than normal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you've got this basically a shaman that's in charge of them. Yeah. And you got these, his two little, I don't know if he's married to two women or, or what it is. But yeah, he's a little, you know, ladies in the side, you know, yeah. counseling them. And it was, it was pretty interesting. I, I liked how they showed them, you know, and they were really like scared of people, just like hobbits. They stay out of everybody's way. They travel in safety. They... You know, just just kind of an interesting take on them pre-Shire. Right. Yeah. It could be their genesis, like how, where they came from. I mean, I totally 
by it. I have no problem with it if it is or if it's just a different group, but I don't think it is. I mean, based yeah. on what we've seen. So I, I liked them. They're the comedic part of the, the show, obviously. Um, but they also have some serious storylines. Um, you know, they have to, they travel from place to place. And if you're not strong enough or fast enough, you're going to get left behind, that type of thing. So there's some, mm-hmm. some uh, seriousness there with, with this group. Um, but uh, with this group, we are introduced through them uh, a character who has brought about a lot of controversy. I think at the end of the first episode, maybe the the comet, the meteor comes through the, in the night. One of the the main characters um, sees the comet coming, fly across the sky, and crash into the ground. So she runs over there with her friend to see what it is, and they find a, a man laying there in the crater. Mm-hmm. And as the the episodes go on, we find out that he doesn't speak their language. He has a little bit of magic. And he's, other than that, we don't know much about him, right? Yeah, uh, even still, right, through episode four, we don't really know much about him. We know that he's got some kind of power. Mm-hmm. We, you know, th- there is online discussion galore about oh, this yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Um, one of the silliest ones, it's Gandalf, it's Gandalf. Listen, <laughs> Gandalf doesn't show up to the third age. He never wanted to come to Middle Earth in the first place. Right. It's not Gandalf. Get, let, let's, okay, not Gandalf. Um <laughs> But I do think at some point, I don't know. So, so there's a lot of things, right? A lot of people think it's Sauron, Sauron mm. which doesn't make sense to me because he's hiding on a comet circling the earth until he's ready to come back. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. silliness too. Yeah. I, I am of the belief. So, it, and it's really weird because Tolkien kind of changed the story and changed things as he went along. Originally, he said, all this t- is Atari, the wizards came yeah. out in the third age. They all showed up about the same time. They came by boat. But later in the Unforgotten Tales or Unwritten Tales or whatever it is, he said in the Second Age, the blues came out. Okay. Now, you can, he, and the way he talks about it, he kind of infers, and then they left, then they came back again with everybody else, right? So yeah. they've been out here twice. So I think it's a blue. I think it's one of the blue because they show up right about the time the Rings of Power are made. Right. Well, we know they're trying to make the Rings of Power. So someone has to counter Sauron. Like that's what they were sent for. Um, okay. Additionally, we see him use some magic that we don't see that's really used before, right? He doesn't have a staff. He doesn't have this. But what we also know is that in the Second Age, it doesn't sound like that there was the same restriction put on the wizards as there was in the Third Age, where they were told, no, this is men's fight. You're just there to assist. Mm. You, you know, you're not to contend with Sauron hand to hand. But in the Second Age, that wasn't necessarily true. So I think we're going to see a more powerful blue wizard. Okay. And, um, and so... And it would also make sense, too, when they came out in the Third Age, why they went out east instead of staying to the west. Right. They knew they'd been there before. They knew where to go. They knew where the corruption was going to be the deepest. Mm. Um, there's a lot of debate if they finished their task and went back. Nobody knows. It was right. never said. It was never fleshed out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah. It was never answered. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of idea like, oh, they turned to the, you know, turned to Sauron and helped him. And there's a lot that no, no, they didn't. Uh, they actually succeeded. We don't know. So um, I think he's a blue. 
Now, where the other blue is, who is knows? Is there two or three? Two. Just two. So there's okay. two blues. Okay. Uh, and we definitely know they were there in the Second Age, mm-hmm. according to the Unwritten Tales. We don't know anything more. And so I, I think that's who that is. I, I consistently believe who that, is, who that is. And the reason they think it's Sauron is right is because he's looking for those stars. The stars are the same thing as the... Uh, the symbol of Sauron. Okay. But I think that's more of like, you need to go here yeah. and, and take your fight there. Yeah. Not, you know, I, I don't know. Just, I'm going to say right now, he is not Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought he was Sauron because Sauron was always a presence. He was hiding mm-hmm. on, on Middle Earth somewhere. He wasn't up in the sky. Um, and first, initially I thought, well, maybe it's Gandalf, but then I remembered it's thousands of years before the third age so that's not the case and then i didn't even think of the blue wizards until you brought it up yeah so. and so and like i said if you haven't re- read all his works and they're tough reads right oh, yeah. you've, you've read them some really in a rough read sons of huron blah blah, blah but here in uh but in there it talks about it okay so we're saying it's a blue wizard one of the blue mm-hmm. uh, where's the other one I don't know. Maybe he's on a different comet, landed somewhere else. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe he shows up later. Um, who, who knows where he is? Maybe he came more traditional route, uh, and yeah. he, you know, he's looking for the other one. We don't know, right? So that's why the speculation's so big. Everyone's like, "Who's the stranger?" Mm-hmm. There are so many things. I, from what I've read, though, a lot have started going into. Okay, he's blue. He's blue. That's where the general consensus is. We'll see. Yeah. It's uh, based on what we know. It's either that or just a new character that they've created. But I don't see why they would need to create a new character because there's plenty. Gandalf the Blue. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I hope not. uh, And what about the other wizards, Radagast and Saruman? They were came over with Gandalf too, right? Yeah, they all. Not them. Yep. Nope. They all came over the third age. So there, there was just the five, right? There's Uh, two blues, two blues, and then. Um, uh, Gandalf, Radagast, and Saruman. Saruman, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's right, just five. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty likely it's a blue wizard then. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be cool because we know nothing about them because there was only just a little portion of the book written about them. So maybe they have a chance to flesh it out and be more definitive, like or at least give us a representation of that. Well, and I'm interested to see if they say a name. We don't really know their names either. There's been a couple like writings like, oh, this was their name. This was their name. We don't really know their names. And in the movies, uh, when Gandalf was asked, he's like, I, I don't remember their names. Yeah. And it's funny that he said that because the uh, the way the selling and the rights went, they didn't own the rights to uh, to the blue wizard's names, so they couldn't say them anyway. Okay. So that's why that's why they had him say, "I don't really remember his name," is because they they legally couldn't say it. Yeah. And so I wonder if it is a blue wizard, are we going to finally get a name? Are we going to know the names of these? It better not be like Bob or Ted yeah, or Bill, yeah. right? Yeah. But you know, those something are the, awesome. Those are the the goblins. Yeah, right. Bill, Bill and Tom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. what they do there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's one of the more intriguing storylines. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, actually. Not a lot, but there's quite a few that I like in this in this show so far. Um, so we're also introduced... Oh, yeah. So then the stranger helps them out. Uh, the one... Oh, the, let's talk about this part because there's the, the Nori, who's the character who found the stranger. Mm-hmm. Her dad, when she was out talking to the stranger... Her dad is doing something with a log or putting up a 
big tent or something and he slipped and broke his leg. But the way they portrayed it on screen is that this stranger guy kind of caused it with his magic because he was doing drawings in the dirt or something and he like made a motion, he broke the stick or he made a motion and then the the show, show portrayed the, the dad breaking his leg at that same time. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you think the stranger did that or like, was it just an accident and they were kind of showing us both? I don't know. I, I got the impression that he caused it. So I think it's good to note here that Sauron is the same race as the wizards. Right. The Istari, right? Really? They are the same exact race. They're on my ear. My ear? I think that's what, so, M-A-I-E-R or something. Yeah. Right? So they're basically angelic beings, right? right? I mean, there's the gods. There's you a have, step down from the gods, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're basically angelic demigods, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're very powerful in their own rights. Now, I mean, he lands. You can see he's not himself right he doesn't know what's going on it's almost like he's like hit his head kind of thing and he's trying to figure it out so you know i kind of think that's what's going on like he he doesn't he knows he has power and he knows that there's certain spells he has to cast right like we see a couple of spells he does that he doesn't quite understand what he's doing yeah but he has the power and so i just think that that's maybe that's what that was you know and i don't necessarily know if they have this thought of right and wrong you know, mm. I mean, they're t- the gods say do this. That's what I'm going to do. And if I don't do it, then I'm not doing what I should. You know, so I, I don't know if he actually knew what he was doing. Like he knew he was casting a spell. Does he know that he broke this guy's leg? Probably not. But I think you'll see him figure it out. Like, mm. oh, I did that. That was me. Okay. So more accidental. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't understand what I was doing. Now, now I'm remembering. Now I'm starting to, you know, the more I'm up and about, the, the smarter yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that explanation better. Except until that point, it's just like, oh, it's just coincidental. And mm-hmm. look at this. He's, he can help out. So he ends up helping out the Nori and her family because they were falling behind when the caravan started to move on. Because mm-hmm. the dad who was, you know, would push the cart or their, their wagon couldn't do it. So they were yeah. getting left behind. So then the stranger steps up and helps them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So anyway, that's and that's where we kind of leave that story, at least up through chapter four. Yep. And uh, yeah, we don't see too much more. I, I thought it was weird. Well, that's in episode five. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> well, we didn't see any of them in chapter four. So it's cha- up through chapter three. Nothing in chapter four. Then I guess chapter five it continues. We yeah. 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 We get to see a little bit more okay. of them, and we're not talking too much about it because we want to give everyone a chance to see it. Right. It just came out on Friday. Yeah. It's Sunday. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'll be our next episodes. But oh, also one cool thing is we get to see the dwarves. Um, Durin the fourth. Yes. <laughs> is kind of the main dwarf. Elrond. So Elrond and Gilgalad talk with who's the other guy? The, oh, uh, Celebron. Celebron. He's the one that makes the rings. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Celebron. Celebron. Is it Celebron or Celebron? It, they, they pronounce, I always said Celebron or something uh-huh. started with like an S sound, uh-huh. but they started with like a K sound. Uh, hard C. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember his name. So they, oh, Celebrimber. Celebrimber. Yeah, Celebrimber. And they, and I always said it Celebrimber mm-hmm. uh, or Boar, right? But right. Uh, depends what part of the country you're from, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but they, they use the hard C. Okay. So they they talk about having to go contact the dwarves because they're going to build this 
forge. I wonder why. <laughs> but they're going to build this forge that uh, requires this intense amount of heat, and only the dwarves can help them. And so Elrond, he has a friendship with Durin. So they're like, hey, let's go talk to them. So they, him, Elrond, and Kellum. Celebrimber. Celebrimber. <laughs> I, let me pull it up. <laughs> go to Khazad-dûm, uh, the mines of Moria, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was great. I liked it. I really liked this part because we get to see uh, Khazad-dûm in its glory. Yes. Cool, right? And it's lighted up. Mm-hmm. The only time we really see it, right, is the dark. And we hear some stories in The Hobbit and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, it, to see how cool it was mm-hmm. and just expansive and how many... Uh, doors they were you know there were mm-hmm. so many doors and it yeah. was just amazing and they, they filled the whole area uh, yeah. it was pretty cool yeah I really liked that part and so he meets up with his buddy and uh, they talk and uh, Duran's mad at him because he didn't show up for 20 years didn't come to his wedding or something and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they they got over that and then uh, they figured out that they were going to work together and build this forge mm-hmm. and I think in yeah in chapter four we see them working on the forge like they've already made some progress which was seemed like it was kind of a time jump there like a a few months because it went from them talking about it to all of a sudden they're building it or maybe they maybe they were building it but the actual forge part they needed yeah I think they they need them but it's weird because if I remember and I, I tried to look this up. I thought that they made the um, the rings in Mount Doom, which is why they had to be destroyed in Mount Doom. Well, the One Ring, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, no, because Sauron made it in secret, right? He didn't. They didn't know he was making it, and he made it in Mount Doom. Oh, okay. So maybe the other ones weren't. Because I know the three were made by Kellen Brimber, like, aside from all the rest. Right. Which is why they were safe from Sauron's corruption. Yeah. Um, the rest were made, I don't know if they were made with Sauron's help or with his corruption involved or something, but they were made another way. Um, it's, yeah, it says several of them were, you know, uh, were made with Sauron aiding the creation. Um so, but maybe not. Maybe I just thought that they were made made there, and he just made his ring in Mount Doom. But we haven't seen Mount Doom yet. No. And I've, it's I've in been the Southlands. Yeah. They've been a little bummed we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, they're, Elrond is working with the dwarves to get that, and we don't really see a lot of them. Inter- There's a couple interactions up to this point, but not a lot. Um, we do meet Durin and his wife and uh, the king, during the third is this where Durin's day comes from is the fourth during the fourth or is it, it i think it is it is it is during the during the fourth he was like during the age of he lived forever oh okay so um but yeah he uh I, i'm pretty sure that's where Durin's day came from okay cool so uh and in this part with the dwarves elrond goes back and he um i got this sense that kelebrimbor sent him back because he knew he wanted to find out about something. Like he was like, oh, you should go back and talk to him. It seems like you guys are arguing. You should go back and figure it out. <laughs> kind of like pushing him. And Elrond's like, yeah, yeah. He, like it hadn't occurred to him before. 
Like he was fine with how things were. Mm-hmm. And so then I, and I wonder how he would know, Kelly Brimbor would know to go back and look for what we find out to be Mithril. Right? Mm-hmm. That seemed to be a, a secret that Durin was hiding, just him and a few other dwarven miners. And Elrond, he, he figured out once he got there, oh, they're hiding something from me. Where is he? Where's Durin? What's he doing? Oh, I don't know. He's doing this, doing that. And he ends up figuring out where to go. He goes there, finds Durin, and they, he, he finds out that they've discovered Mithril. And we later learn what Mithril is in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So super light material and stuff. They kind of talk about it there. Um, as far as, like, how would Celebrimbor know? Or do you think he did know? Or he's just... So this is a tough one for me to answer okay. because this is answered in episode five. Oh, okay. They go real deep in here. So I know. Okay. But up to this point, you don't know. And so there's definitely something going on in the background, right? Okay. The, there's a, dwarves don't want them to know they found it. Elves want to know if they found it. Oh, okay. And so in the fifth one, they talk about why the elves want it, why the dwarves think it's so precious, and what they're going to do. And, you know, that's what we know. Right, so it's it's tough, Ransom. So all we know really up to this point is that the doors are trying to hide it. They don't want them to know. They don't want the elves to know that they found it. But we do know that Celebrimbor and Gilgalad are aware that something's going on. They mm-hmm. want to know what's going on. Um, and Was that the initial reason they sent Elrond in the first place? Does it go back that far? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right, and it, and they explain it. it it's. It's kind of an interesting explanation. Okay. I don't know quite how I buy it. Uh, they didn't go way too deep into it in the fifth episode, so they're going to have to expand on it more, so we might get more answers in the future. But uh, it's it, it's a neat... I, I like how they did it, but I think there's some pitfalls that can go with it, so it'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, Mithra, we, we know that it's pretty much indestructible, right? When mm-hmm. we saw a cave troll spear uh, Frodo. Frodo, and it didn't didn't even phase him so that's what it is super precious and very hard to mine mm. we see it's very you know yeah. dangerous to mine yeah so yeah so uh a little teaser there to watch chapter five and we'll probably talk about it uh at some point five probably chapters five and six in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. so stay tuned for that uh continuation of that but yeah i thought that was interesting uh, it sounds like it gets even more interesting so that's awesome <laughs> Um, so then that's, that's that storyline. Uh, let's go back to Galadriel. Um, she, she's swimming across the ocean. (laughs) For who knows how long, days, right? Yeah. yeah. And she meets up with these humans. They were on this raft. They've been shipwrecked and they pull her, pull her aboard and they're distrustful of her. And I, this is a theme that continues from here, from this part of the story on, is how the humans, how men do not trust the elves, do not like the elves. And I don't remember how or why that happened. Because I thought the elves, you know, they gave men Numenor, basically. They created Numenor. Hey, you got this island. It's close to us. You're away from the the, the main Middle-earth people. And you get to live here in this cool place. And so I thought they were on good terms. I mean, I mean I'm not remembering something, but... These people, humans in general, don't like elves anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends where the el- the humans are from. So the humans that we're talking about are the ones that live in the Southlands. Right. And they are basically pre-Mordor. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what we do know about them is that when Morgoth came over, they were the ones that joined Morgoth. They were the oh, ones yeah, that right. helped him, and, and so, you know, the elves had fought yeah. him. And yeah. the elves were like, look, we are going to basically create, you know, small fiefdom, fiefdoms here and watch over you because we don't trust you uh, because a thousand years ago you did this. Now, for humans, they probably had 12 generations by then, 12 yeah. to 15 <laughs> generations, probably more. Yeah. And so... By 12 to 15 generations, they're like, man, who are these fools? You know, they're like treating us like we're these thieves in the night. And I'm just trying to farm my land. You know, so I, is that where the tower comes from later in the other storyline? The elves are in that tower watching over the the area? Or is that oh, different? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the other elf? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what it's for. Okay. And, you know, they ask him, you know, like, oh, why are you here? You know, oh, because you guys have you guys' hearts are easy to turn. Mm. And we're worried about that. We don't want you guys to turn. And so for an elf, 500,000 years is is no time. Mm. You know, there's plenty of elves that are that long uh, or that old. But for humans, I mean, it's out of memory. They don't remember. You're talking about my, you know, 10th great-grandpa mm-hmm. who did that. Like, I'm not him. And and so I can see how that creates distrust. So that, that you know, keep that, con- you know, context. We don't really see anybody from the West yet. You know, we don't see any of the Western humans because they're mostly in the East right now. You know, they're all towards Mordor and stuff like that. We don't see, uh, I mean, Gondor hasn't been created. Right. Rohan hasn't been created. We just don't see what's going on in the Westlands. So West meaning like way West. Yeah, I mean, we're talking. No, it, way West is. West is basically Gondor on. Gondor, Rohan, the Shire area, Bree, you know, stuff like that. East is Mordor and to East, right? So you're talking East, West, Middle Earth, not like West, Valinor. Yeah, correct. Yeah, East, West, Middle Earth. And so um, so you got that going on. And then as far as Numenor, that's kind of a weird history. So the Numenorians, and you have to understand this, um, Elrond is a huge part of that history. It was him and his brother and and for the life of Elros. There was a split in them, and and I don't remember if it's because they wanted to interchange with men and, and like have relationships with them. Or I don't remember. I don't remember all the context, but basically they were given a choice: you can become mortal, or you can stay immortal. Right. And Elrond decided to stay immortal, and uh, everyone that came after him, and Elros and all his people decided to. Oh wait, did I say that backwards? Yeah. And the Elros decided to become mortal. Yeah. Right, and so their lifespans went from forever to two to six hundred years, depending on like your lineage, Mm -hmm. and so they're not living forever anymore. I mean, we see that with Aragorn, right? He's a Dunedain. The Dunedain are basically Numenorean, you know, the the offspring of Numenorians. Right, and um, so so, did Elros found Numenor? Like, was that his people? Yes. Okay. Yep, and they fought with the elves against Morgoth, Mm -hmm. and for their you know, you help. know, f- yeah, help and, you know, loyalty and everything. They were, they were given, you know, the island of Numenor. Now, a lot of time has passed since yeah. Morgoth, right? Yeah. They make it seem pretty quick, right? Yeah. You think it's like Morgoth died, you know, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Now we're here. Now we're looking for Sauron. Yeah. It's a long time later. I mean, like a thousand years later, a long time. More than that, probably. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've probably had, you know, quite a few generations of Numenorians, um, especially the non- um, high lineage Numenorians, you know, you've had more, you know, they live half as long probably yeah. at least. And so 
a lot of them start to get this jealousy against the elves. Like, what, you know, why can't we be immortal? Not realizing, well, because your ancestors decided not to be. And, you know, they, they start harboring, you know, bad feelings against them. And there was this big movement inside Numenor where they're, you know, we don't need to be beholden to elves. We're our own people. We want to make our own way. We want to go to the West. We'll go to the West. And so there's a big history, which Farazhan, who we know is kind of like the queen's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. You the know, old guy. Yeah, the, the old older, guy. Older guy, yeah. Yeah. He is the center of kind of what happens to Numenor. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to ruin it because I bet they're going to put this in the show. There's already been some precursor to it, like what happens. Um, but... Uh, so he's right in the middle. So I, I'm watching that guy. I'm watching him because, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's right in the middle of it. But well, um, yeah, he was hyping up the crowd against the elves there. Yeah. In chapter four. Yep. And uh, so uh, there's a lot of history. So that's why. And it's really tough because we see we have a four episode show trying to fit in all this crazy yeah. history and you just can't fit it in. So there's a lot of context missing. So that's a good question. Why are they upset? There we go. Uh, the real quick answer is a crap load of time has passed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because of that, you know, the old traditions aren't held because they don't, people don't remember them yeah. except the elves. They're the only ones that remember because they were alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I do remember from the, the books that the Numenorians always wanted to go West to join the elves, but mm-hmm. they couldn't. And eventually they try, right? They, they're like, well, we're going anyway. And, <laughs> stuff happens i i I don't recall yeah that's what i heard i don't don't recall anything (laughs) um in essence yes that is sort of what happens and it's also part of their downfall right so right but i really liked numenor as far as the the way the city was designed um very pretty very um paradisical kind of like uh themiscara in you know dc with wonder woman and amazons oh yeah very similar that type of feel and a very similar to Minas Tirith, right? Yes. You got the I, white tree. You got that jutting piece of stone that, that goes out. building or whatever. Yeah. 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 I very noticed. Cool. I was like, this looks like Minas Tirith. And then I remember, I was like, oh, well, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. So some uh, foreshadowing, I guess, to that, mm-hmm. to Minas Tirith. But yeah. Uh, so... Um, Galadriel and the guy, a sea monster attacks their raft, and everyone dies except for Galadriel and the guy. Is it Halbrand? Halbrand or Halbrand? Yeah, Halbrand, I think, yeah. And he's, uh, they they end up getting picked up by uh, the Numenorians on a ship by, what's his name? Sidriel's dad. Lindil. Lindil. And taken back to Numenor. Everyone's mad because an elf has come to Numenor and they don't like elves like we just talked about and so that's the, some more controversy uh, but Galadriel's hard-headed and she talks her way out of being imprisoned and is able to wander around she hangs out with Elendil and they go back to his the other side of the island back to his kind of town I guess where his people are and she's searching the library and she finds out that this mark of Sauron is actually if you turn it 90 degrees it's actually a map of the Southlands, a.k.a. Mordor. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, oh, that's interesting. That was a big reveal for, for me at least. Um, but she found it in this old library and she found some other stuff too. Um, 
they go back, talk to the queen about it, the queen regent, and she's mad and says, oh, you're out of here. We're le- making you leave tomorrow because we've had enough of you. And in the meantime, the Southlander, he gets in fights with people, and he's pretty powerful. Uh, he's pretty strong. And also, as well, Galadriel figures out that he's uh, a king or a descendant of the king, maybe, of the Southlands. Yes. Yeah. Um, at some point, right, they had kings, but he's got royal blood, right? Like, right. and, you know, Galadriel's like, oh, yeah, you need to, <laughs> you know, unite the, you know, Southlands and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, this guy is on my radar. Mm-hmm. I 100% am convinced that's Sauron. And there's a lot of reasons why, if you know the story. Right. In the end, one of the biggest keys that it's Sauron is he's thrown in jail just like Sauron was. And he talks his way out of, you know, and then he starts smithing. We know Sauron can smith. He made amazing rings, right? Like, so there you go. There's the clues. Yeah. And, you know, even even Galadriel says, oh, you know, a simple, what do you say? Like a simple smith couldn't do that with a sword. Yeah. You know, like he has age. The only reason way he's beating Numenorean soldiers who are hundreds of years old or hundred years old is if he has more training than a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people have more training than a hundred years? Yeah. An elf, which he's not, or Maier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he is right. Yet to be explained who he is. There's a lot of controversy there. Um, It'll be interesting to see what he does because he is a very smooth talker. I mean, he talks his way into the upper, into the upper Numenorians. He talks his way into in like with the upper um, circle of elves, you know, to help be making rings. Like, I mean, this guy is a smooth talker. He knows what to say. He knows what to do. He knows the history. So I think maybe he killed the real Harbrand or, yeah. or whatever it is, um, and, and found his way out there. But uh, I, I think it is. 100% Sauron. Yeah, I agree. And as regard, because the reason why Galadriel thinks he's a king is because he wears a necklace or something. And it's like, well, you, like, you could just pull that off the real king when he's dead. Yeah. And, well, and he says it. Oh, I pulled it off a dead man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a Sauron thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, he is so smart that yeah. he could tell you the truth and still trick you. Yeah. And he, like you said, is all the elements of the Sauron from the story. So if they pull Sauron out of the hat with someone else, it's like, well, you basically have two characters doing the same thing, which they're not going to do. Yeah. The only other thing I could think of is he's the other blue. Eh, but yeah. I don't buy that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's the only... Because he's well aware, yeah. right? He's aware. He would just say, hey, you know who I am. I am a Mayer. Yeah. I'm here to help you. Like, exactly. she would know. You know, she's yeah. probably met them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Sauron in my book, too. So that's cool. And... So in the chapter four, she tries to talk to the king. Hey, I got to talk to the king. You got to talk to me. So she eventually is able to finagle her way up there, meets him. But he's old and sick. She talks to the queen regent and shows her a palantir. So we get to see that. Um, she touches the palantir and sees a vision uh, that we saw earlier in the episode with the queen having that same vision of a big tidal wave rushing in and destroying um, Numenor. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, you're the reason why this is going to happen. So we got to send you away, send you away tomorrow. So she gets on the boat the next day and is leaving. And this is the part I wanted to bring up to you is see what you thought. She's leaving. And then the, the leaves from the white tree start to fall. And that's like a sign of something. So then 
they next thing we know is that she's saying because she had tried to talk to the queen like hey you need to come with me and fight to help the southland men and she's like no we're not going to do that but then when the white leaves fall all of a sudden and now we're going to help the this elf go fight and help the men of the southlands like it just switched like that so did you kept pick up on that or what do you think yeah, I think they kind of said it. I can't remember if they said it in episode five. This is what's hard. Okay. Um, but they kind of said, like, the blowing of the leaves or when the leaves fall, it's the gods talking. Yeah, that was in the end of chapter four. Yeah. So. And when they blow, they blow towards, like, she's leaving and they blow towards Galadriel. Mm-hmm. And I think for her, that was a sign, like, oh, she, she was I mean, right. She was right. Like, the gods want me to follow her. Okay. Like, they want, the, whatever reason. They want me to go there. So for her, so it's important to know that the split between, and I think they talk about this in the show too, there was a split in Numenor. And the the reason the old king is not in charge isn't because he's old, it's because he held to the old ways and was, you know, wanted to be with the elves and friends with the elves and loyal to the elves. And there was this huge group of Numenorians that were against that. And they did not want that at all. So they basically deposed him. And said, no, you're too happy to the elves. We'll have the next in line. And they better be in line. And so it sounds like she bucks the line to keep things happy. She's a pure politician. Mm-hmm. But when we see these leaves flow and she knows the sign, she trusts the elves, blah, 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 blah She's going to go that way. And who's going to speak against her? The, the entire Numenorean nation understands, oh, if these leaves blow, mm-hmm. it must okay. be from God. So... Now she really has the popular opinion on her side. And, and Farazone says enough, right? He's like, like he, that guy comes, why are you allowing this? Why are we going to go help him? He's like, that's, that's what the people want. What do you want me to do? Like, I'm yeah. not that silly. And, and then you hear his true ambitions behind it, right? Oh, wrong episode. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, that doesn't sound familiar. Never mind. <laughs> another Forget I've said another anything. tease <laughs> for chapter five. So anyways, anyways uh, th- there's more to come, right? And it speaks a little bit more about it, but... There is, um, you know, there's a reason behind her, her doing that. And okay. it, it's a good reason. Okay. Cool. Sounds like I got to watch chapter five tonight. <laughs> yeah. Chapter <laughs> five was really good. It was probably my second favorite episode. Oh, so. Cool. All right. So moving on from the Numenorians, that story still pending. We got, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier with the, the elves. Uh, they are a different race of elves, right? They are the Quenya. Yeah, there's something. I can't remember which one. Quenya is one of the races, but I think that's what they were. But they are different. They're the ones that have stayed in Middle Earth. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. Dang it! Yeah, you look it up. But uh, so they have an outpost in the lands of men, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. That's to make sure things are cool there, and they're not uh, joining up with the bad guys again. And then we see villages of men. Um, there's one village in particular that they focus on with uh, a girl and her son. And uh, the, one of the elves there, he likes this girl, and they get called back. They're like, okay, time to abandon post. We're going to go somewhere else. So he goes back to say goodbye to this woman, and um, you can tell there's an attraction there. And so they are leaving and then at the same time as all this starts to happen with the elves pulling out uh the orcs show up like they're being more more prevalent they're digging tunnels because they can't uh be in the sunlight 
right? Because that's one of their things is they were created in the darkness and by Morgoth and they can't um, stand the sun. So they're digging tunnels underneath the ground through the, the countryside to go, you know, have their routes, their highways basically, so they can um, see different people or conquer different people. <clears throat> but it also seems like they're looking for something. And we see that in the village that one of the villagers has found the sword and the, the mother's son took it from this guy who had it. And it's one of, they keep calling it Morgoth sword or something like that. Um, so and we actually see him use it in like, it's like a lightsaber kind of where you, you hold it and then it like builds. It's like a, a half of a sword and then like builds out into a full sword. So he puts his blood on it. Oh, is that what it is? The mm-hmm. blood. Okay. Yeah. And cause you see it, like he like cuts, Sorry, <laughs> he like cuts himself. Okay, and then he puts it on it, and it it grows. And it grows. Okay, uh huh. Is that how they get the mark? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> watch episode five. <laughs> it it really goes more into it in episode okay. five. Now, none of this is yeah canon, basically, right. right? I don't know if they're going to consider this canon at some point, but what's going on here? Like, we don't know anything about it you know, with this sword or anything, but it's cool. And they explain a little bit more in episode five, but up until this point, we, we don't know what it is other than it has something to do with Sauron and you must be loyal to Sauron if you have it. Yeah. We don't know. So, um, watch episode five. Okay. <laughs> but the one elf, uh, did you find his name or the name of that group? Oh, so it's, Basically, it's the different languages. So they're all elves, right? Come from the same, but there's Quenya and the Sindarin. Uh-huh. And then there's Westron. I don't know quite the difference between. It's just different languages. But, uh-huh. I mean, they have a lot of divisions, but it seems like the biggest ones are by the languages. Quenya, Sindarin, and Westron. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So this one elf, he um, he gets captured. Well, him and his group basically get captured by the orcs, and they're forced to dig the tunnel through the countryside. And they come up with a way to escape. They come up with a plan. It it fails, and his friends die except for him. And he gets to meet this guy named Adar. And he shows up, and he's not an orc, right? Mm -hmm. He looks like he's an elf from back in the day. And he's evil, like a dark elf or something. But... Dark. I don't think there are dark elves in Tolkien's universe. I mean, there were elves that were captured and turned into orcs, but I don't know if we've seen dark elves, like evil elves. Well, that doesn't mean there aren't any, but I don't think we've seen that before. No, um, it's kind of a first, right? We don't. Know. Obviously, something's happened to him, right? We see there's some damage or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, we don't really see anything, right? You see all the way orcs. So the original orcs were basically elves who were captured and tortured till they lost their mind and became orcs. Right. Right. That Those were the original orcs. Then they were bred. Then they were created by magic. Right. So yeah. we see a lot of different orcs. Um, but something's different about him. We don't know why he's chosen his way. We do know he's super old. Um, I mean, he. I think he's older than than... That elf, uh-huh. uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Anyways, I'll look it up. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't know a lot about him, uh, other than he is called Lord Father, 
and people are assuming he's Sauron. Oh, he's Sauron? Watch episode five. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I jump the gun there? I, I probably did. But, you know, the idea is who's controlling the orcs? The only person that can control the orcs is Sauron. Yeah. So we don't know who he is. We don't know what his role is. Um, if he's anything for the love, well, it won't be them. It, no. Um, I was thinking maybe it's the mouth of Sauron, but set the mouth of Sauron's Numen, a black Numenorean. Uh, I actually hope we meet the mouth of Sauron at cool. some point. But... Um, I don't know who he is. I, I don't have any guesses other than, I mean, obviously he's doing the will of Sauron right. to, to some degree. We don't know what his pure motivations are. Okay. Well, they're looking for the sword. That's mm-hmm. part of it. But that elf, his name is Arendir. 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 Okay. So, um, but he is told to go back and deliver a message to the humans that have retreated into the the tower the watchtower that the elves were occupying earlier and the message is basically surrender and we won't kill you <laughs> yeah it's basically yeah surrender and serve us yeah yeah you know so it's not even just surrender and stand at the side it's like no you'll surrender and then you'll fight for us and do whatever we want or we'll just just slaughter you yeah which for some people that's not that hard of a decision it's like well okay i don't want to die so yeah, yeah. So that's I think that's all the storylines so far. I mean that's a lot, right? A lot of storylines going on. Did yeah. I miss one? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe there's more in the next chapter. It sounds like yeah, a lot. A lot of stuff comes out in chapter five. Okay. But yeah, those are the main storylines. There's a lot of little weird, you know, ticks and stuff like that going along through here. But uh, yeah, in general, that that's the storyline. Um, a lot of cool things, a, a lot of mystery surrounding who's who, where mm-hmm. are the players at, which is cool because that's exactly how it was. Yeah. I mean, there's you know a lot of shadow games going on. Um, Sauron trying to gain power. He's not out in the open yet. Uh, he wants certain things. Obviously, he wants the rings. Um, how he found out about the rings, we don't know, right? Because it's not like you just say, he thought, like, I have an idea. I'll create these rings, and then I'll control everyone. He had to have known that rings were going to cre- be created at some point. Mm-hmm. So, do we know that the rings are being created? We know about the forge. We know about the forge. Do we know what they're making with the forge? Yeah, they talk. Well, I think it's just assumed because Celebrimbor's involved. And well, yeah, we assume that. Yeah, but has the story revealed that? I don't think so. Right. I think they want to make something, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've quite said what that something is yet. Okay. And they said, well, we don't have. Like, to do this would require, like, way more manpower than we can do, so we need the elves to help us. Okay. And then, or the door, we need the dwarves, dwarves. to help us. Yeah. Uh, but then you kind of find out a little bit more about the true meaning of what's going on with the dwarves and why they actually sent them there in episode five. And so, okay. um, a lot of a lot of cool things. I, I think my biggest takeaway from this is it's a good story. There's a lot of cool things here. I, there's going to be a lot of factually weird stuff here yeah. because there's so much history and spread over a vast amount of books and they're trying to put it all together and they're trying to make a story of it. So they can really, they have a lot of latitude to a point because there is, you know, guiding, guiding stones along the way that they have to hit. Yeah. So what are they going to do there? I'm actually interested to see there's a couple events that have to happen that are going to lead to it. Um, like what? Making the rings. Okay. 
That's one of them. Another one is Numenor goes to war with uh, against Sauron's people, and it says they showed up in such force that the forces of Sauron surrendered. Mm-hmm. They literally ran around and surrendered, and they captured Sauron. So I, Sauron's lead, yeah, because in the stories, Sauron's leading the armies, right? Mm-hmm. They, they defeat the army, they capture him, bring him back to Numenor. Bring him back to Numenor. But when I look at that Numenor, like, I think it's cool, looks great. I don't see enough people to make an army large enough to, you know, unle- unless Sauron showed up with a 400-man army, yeah. I don't understand. I, I'm not seeing where we're seeing this large of an army because it showed. It said they showed up in so, such force. Yeah. So are they going to change that part of the story? Do they count if Halbrand is Sauron? Do they yeah. count him being in jail? Is that? Who knows? But, you know, so there's a couple things that they really have to hit on. Um, that's good. They're going to have to answer this mithril conundrum they've put themselves into. This is not anywhere I've read. This isn't anything I've read. So they're creating this as they go. It needs to make sense. Their way, I understand why they're doing it because we, how, how much mithril do we see in all the books? Not very much. One thing. If it's impenetrable, wouldn't you see it everywhere? Yeah, you'd arm everybody. Yeah, it'd it. be like, hey, I'm going to make an entire full body armor covering my face with little slits from my eyes and we're going to go to war. Like, I'll send 10 guys out, we'll win. You know what I mean? Uh, We don't see that. Why don't we see that? They're kind of answering it here. He explains it more in the next episode. But they're they're putting that they could box themselves in a really weird corner if they don't tell it right. Mm. So I'm looking for that. Um, I think one of my pocket favorite things i've seen so far is elindil and elindil and isildur mm-hmm. yeah. right we don't get to really know much of them at all and here we go here they are in all their glory we get to see isildur as a boy we get to see elindil when he's you know is the captain and then he gets promoted or something mm-hmm. um and i like that yeah, you get to too. kind of see who they are and where they come from and their you know their relationship with with Gladril, and uh, so that's really neat. I, I've, I've really liked that, how they've done that. Um, be cool to see where we go next with, yeah. with, with all of it. Yeah. Um, let's see. How many episodes do you think there's going to be? <laughs> I think there's 12. Oh, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I hope there's like 20. <laughs> I'm sure there's only going to be like eight or nine. Yeah. But if they're going to do 12, that's even better. Um, I'm seeing eight on IMDb. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, which is terrible. I I think it's a long time, right? Basically, you get an eight-hour eight movie over you know eight episodes, which is, which is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where their conclusion is. Are they going to just do one episode or one season? They got to do multiple seasons. You There's no think, way they could do all the stuff they need to do. You would think, right? Like I would think that the logical ending to rings of power would be when when they show up uh, the wizards show up in the third age that's where i think the logical ending would be um so you're saying that they'd build they'd forge the rings they'd distribute them sauron forges his one ring takes control over the other rings and basically starts to rule yeah, because there's huge wars, right? Amazing wars during this time, right? I mean, we see the fall of Numenor. Mm-hmm. We see huge, you know, 
these nations of uh, run by the Dunedain raising up or the Numenorians raised up and then we see them fall, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that that's cool stories to explore. There's a lot of story here. Yeah. And then I think the logical ending would be, like I said, the wizard showing up. Cause then we know it's what happens after that. I mean, they go through some wars and stuff like that, but then, yeah. Okay. There you go. So that'd be like four or five seasons. Yeah, I think you could do least. quite a few here, and I'm sure they'll do some outrigger type stories here because there's a lot of cool questions yeah. that could be answered. Yeah, yeah, I am liking this story, uh, this the series so far. A lot of intrigue, like who's who, what's going on, what's going to happen next. A lot of great visuals. I think the the actors are good. Like I'm not seeing any actors. And I'm like, why did they cast that? He doesn't fit, or he's not a very good actor, or whatever. You know, I'm not seeing that. I think everyone's doing a great job. I feel like the story, I, I can't really judge the story yet because it's all in the beginning phases. Mm-hmm. And they got to have some payoff before I say, oh, the story sucks or the story's awesome. Watch episode five. <laughs> uh, episode five. Listen, guys, I keep saying this. Every show that you watch, every series has a lot of story building and right. then things come together. Right. right. We were just talking about this with Endor, right? The, the new series Endor. You have to get to episode three and then it all comes together. Episode five is that okay. because it answers a lot of the questions that we're, that we're asking here and it starts to put it together. And the end of episode five, you're like, oh yeah, this is, okay. things are now in fast forward mode. We're going to see, we've gone from story mode to action mode okay. and now, now where are we going? That's good. Cause if there's only eight episodes, we've talked about four, that's halfway. Mm-hmm. Right, we need to see some stuff happen. So that's good to know that the next chapter stuff does happen. Yep. So I mean, we get there. I'm excited for episode six. As a whole, what would you give this? What do you? And it's tough to rate it, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of things. So how would you rate it as keeping us in Tolkien universe? How would you rate it as a story? Story, I'm I would knowing what we know so far, just based on that, I'd probably give it a high grade, like an eight. Well, I mean, there's a lot of storylines and they're juggling it pretty well. So the the execution of the story, probably eight and a half, and all that. Uh, within the Tolkien universe, I feel like uh, they're matching it well with what we've seen so far previously. Um, and I think, like you said earlier, there's a lot of history that they got to pare down. A lot of stuff going on, pare down to an eight-episode series season so far. So I'd give it a high, like a eight, seven and a half, seven point eight mm-hmm. to an eight. Yeah. Nice. What about for you? As a story, pre-five, as a story, I think I would have given it a seven. There's a lot of cool things, but there's a lot of things that are strange. Like, why do I care about what the Harfoots are doing? Yeah, that doesn't. I don't care about the stupid Harfoots and what the the you know the hobbits are doing. But cool. it's a good intro. It's a cool intro. I'm glad that they did it. But why why am I watching minutes and minutes and minutes? Mm. And why do we keep going back? And what's the stranger about? Up until this point. I, that's kind of like a weird thing I'm watching. Okay. Uh, you know, up until this point, you know, like this whole thing with Durin and his, you know, his attitude and what he's hiding. It's just kind of strange. It doesn't doesn't gel very well. Hmm. So I give it a seven, seven and a half, right in there. 
after episode five, <laughs> we'll talk again. Yeah. Yeah, that, that number quite changes, and it all makes sense. Uh, as a Tolkien universe, I mean, I've got to give it hands down. They, I feel like I'm in Middle Earth, right? Right. I, I look at Cause of Doom and what they did with their cinematography. True. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I see, uh, you know, like, yeah, it shows just little bits of their city and stuff. Mostly they're just standing in this weird forest and stuff. Um, but I kind of get the mystical of the elves and, you know, and humans are scattered, right? We don't have big kingdoms like we've seen quite yet. You know, the only kingdom we knew was in the Southlands and they went to war and were half destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, Numenor, really cool. Yeah, really like Numenor. And, you know, when I look at the cinematography and, and I feel like I'm watching an actual different world, it draws me in. I mean, I got to give us like a nine. It, some of those views are just really neat. They did a yeah. really good job. Um, so, yeah, like like a nine. Uh, a lot of cool things still coming, though, right? I mean, yeah. they have a lot of room to make it bigger. They have a lot of room to make it worse. And yeah. uh, from what I've seen so far, I think we're on the up and up. Cool. That's good to know. Um, I think... There's been some controversy for some reason. I mean, I, I read the controversy, the complaints. There's a lot of review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes, like before the episodes even came out. So I don't understand where the hate's coming from or the the dislike. I mean, I don't know. Where, are you seeing anything? Like now that we've actually seen the show, because um, a lot of it was like, well, there's a black elf, there's a black dwarf. It's like, okay. Yeah, for some reason that's an issue. I yeah. I don't know, right? I get uh, Tolkien wrote in a time that is completely different yeah. than we are. We, we want to talk about transitions and woke and left and right and up and down. He wrote in a time that was so conservative and pre, you know, like right in the middle of like Jim Crow, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, obviously there's going to be like this this real written thing with, with 10,000 white characters and probably nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at any old story. That's the way they were written. Right. It was just done that way. Um, I don't really care that there's a black elf or yeah, black elf that I haven't seen any more than him is kind of weird yeah, because it's like, you want to make it like diverse, but we only have one black one. elf and we like have elf. like, you know, a couple of dwarves, which one has a speaking part, his wife, and that's it. Like, if you want to make it diverse, dang it, make it diverse. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But don't make it, you know, just throw one in to say, we gave a thumbs up to this. Now we're diverse. Now yeah. that's just trying to make a point. That's a good point. And, and I don't like that. Like, I don't like when it's like, you're just trying to make a point and using my viewership to do it. Mm. If you're going to do it, just do it. Now, how is that different from Wheel of Time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a difference. Yes. I, I think there's a difference because you're rewriting the story right. to make that happen. And this is just part of the story. There, there is no character elf name, whatever his name is. Aaron right? didn't. Right? There is, you know, that's why. Like, you didn't rewrite Elrond right. a, to be a black homosexual, LGBTQ positive. You didn't do that. Right. If you would have done that, that's completely that's different. different than here's a new character to help flush out the story, and he happens to be black. I don't care about that, right. but don't rewrite the story to you know like force feed it to me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I I don't know. I I'm pretty sure at some point we're gonna see 
gay elves or I don't know the correct term. I'm not trying to offend anyone, homosexual elves or whatever, like or, or yeah. dwarves or something. We're going to see something like that in the series because that's what you do now. Mm-hmm. But don't change the story to prove your point. If that's what you want, that's cool. Yeah. And that's something we've always talked about on this podcast is like we're not going to make Batman, we're going to change Bruce Wayne. At least you shouldn't. If you want a black character that's like Bruce Wayne, yeah, write a comic, a storyline about that. And they did. Mm-hmm. DC did. You know, if you want to change this or change that, don't change what's already established. Just build around that. Make it diverse around that character that's already established. Mm-hmm. It's kind of always been our perspective, at least from what I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just been some weird hate on this show. I Overall, I mean, I, I like it. I, I don't know why. I, I really think there's just a ton of satire out there trying to just drag down Yeah. It's crazy show. that that's part of our culture now. It's like, um, it's with, we see it with Star Wars. Oh. We see it with DC. We see it with this show. We see it with other franchises. It's like... You got to have, there's fans who like to hate as opposed to like to like mm-hmm. the, the series or whatever it is. It's like, and it's not just, oh, I didn't, I didn't really like that. That's not my thing. I'm not going to watch it. It's like they actively go out of their way to make other people think that as well and to sabotage the ratings, the, the viewership numbers or whatever they can do to, to just make it go away yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't understand it because if i don't like something it's like oh, i'm not my, my, my thing i'm not gonna watch it yeah right and i mean I move on with my life <laughs> yeah there, there's no there's no reason to there's nothing in here that i have seen in this show that has that, that should cause anybody to hate and then people are even gonna say like oh that's because you're not diverse enough that's because you don't understand this culture or that culture or whatever and and you're probably right. Maybe not. I don't understand everything. But that doesn't mean everything's written to offend you. Right. Just because it wasn't written a certain way or with, you know, LGBTQ as the focus or with, you know, an, an Asian Galadriel. That doesn't mean they hate Asians. Right. Like, don't make an issue when there's none intended. Mm-hmm. You know, like... If in the show someone comes out and says, I hate Asians, then you can say, hey, look at this. this <laughs> they hate, hate Asians, Asians yeah. right? But until that happens, like sometimes they wrote the show because that's the way they wanted it to be without wanting to offend anybody. Don't be offended. Yeah. And I've seen things where they do have like per, perhaps an all-white cast that seems to be the most common complaint. And fans point it out and they're like, okay. And then the next season, boom, you see the changes. Mm-hmm. So there, if you want that those changes, there's a way to go about it and be like, hey, we want to see more of these people, these type of characters, whatever the case may be. And most of the time they do that. Well, especially now, right? These yeah. these series are so second season dependent yeah. on viewership and popularity and stuff like that, that they will listen to the viewers. Like if the viewers say like, we would have loved this show if they would have had more black characters, but they didn't. So we didn't watch past episode three and they had an okay showing they might do a second season and then introduce these new things just write them in yeah to to make it happen and i mean amazon you think about it uh who netflix these they listen to their fans uh especially the ones that are feeling marginalized Mm -hmm. um you know they want to include everybody so like you said there's a way to go about it and I, i think the way not to go about it is just to make an issue out of everything you know, yeah. like, it's kind of like, I always compare it to where 
when the Target had that shirt, that red shirt that said OCD, obsessive Christmas disorder. Yeah. And then there was that big thing that yeah. people were like, oh, don't, don't hate on my disability because I have OCD in real life. And it's like, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just, <laughs> come on. At some point, we just have to say, this is not meant to offend. And if you're offended by it, I apologize, but I cannot help that you're offended. Life goes on. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not seeing those uh, criticisms necessarily here at the show. I'm, I'm liking it. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on this uh, episode of the Credible Nerds Podcast. Uh, we talked about uh, Rings of Power, chapters one through four. In our next episode, we'll... Maybe five and six, or maybe five through eight. We'll we'll see, but we will finish up the back half of this this season for sure at some point. So, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel to get more content like this, as well as other franchises with DC, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Wheel of Time, all the cool stuff. Uh, so subscribe, like our videos, so we can uh, reach more people, have more uh, opportunities to talk to you guys. So. Thanks for joining us. Definitely send us an email or comment on the videos. We love to interact with our fans and we'll, we'll chat online for further, uh, further fun stuff. So thanks for joining us and we will catch you next time. See you guys.